Top, 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 top of the morning to you. This is your girl, Fabulous Frida. Always your host. Here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. Listen, today, today, today. Oh, my. I want to talk talk to you about three Ps. Three Ps. Something about these three Ps that I have to say. Well, actually, it may be five. But the most three important ones are to be words to define the meaning that people really don't take time to usually plan in their purpose. Listen to me. These three P's that people do not usually plan in their purpose, but in the purpose, there is a plan for the three P's. Oh, I hope somebody get this. These three P's, they become a part of our lives. Some people, even without the pursuit of trying, they find themselves intertwined with these three Ps. Just hang in here. Because when I give them to you, you're going to be like, oh my goodness. Yes. Not only is that actual, but it is also factual. So let me let me let me allow you to follow with me to trail me and then we're going to track these 3 Ps. We're going to be able to see how they can chase someone. Oh, I hope somebody grab this. Or something of a person or a way that we will continue. See, oh, you got to grab this. I'm telling you. You will continue to proceed along a path That becomes your routine. These three P's. They're not sometimes the easiest passion. But they are truly God driven purpose. Listen to me. I want to talk to you a little bit about Joseph. And this is the thing about these three P's. These three P's are very instrumental in the livelihood of Joseph. Who was a dreamer? Oh, I hope somebody get this now. Joseph was a dreamer. And when he was a young boy, he told his brothers about a dream that he had. But in the dream, the brothers was bowing down to Joseph. Now, let me give you a little backdrop. They already didn't like Joseph, okay? Now, 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 see, this is where I'm saying I know somebody, 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 somebody listening to this message is going to really be able to relate because you got some siblings, oh, help me today, that really don't even like you. Hello, which is a sad, 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 sad shame because, see, this is what happens when you get siblings that don't like you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. They set up their own lives to be miserable. And I'm going to give you the outline. Because, see, this is how God operates. You cannot tell me that God is 
ever pleased with birthing babies from the same wound and they cause division. See, God is not a part of that. It doesn't matter how you think, how you feel, or what you think about. God is not a part of that. That's your own self-ego. That's your own self-pride. That's your own self-wickedness. I'm just saying. That's why I know a while back somebody tried to tell me, talk about what I feel about my sister. I said, you don't know how I feel. Let me, let me enlighten you. I don't dislike anybody. And especially my sister. Now, let me say this. You can love somebody and choose not to engage with them. You don't have to sit at the table and break bread and drink tea. I'm just saying. So, this was where I found myself. You don't hear me now. And that was because not only were there's a great uncertainty... See, they didn't know me and I don't know them. So I never found myself, that is not a part of my character to dislike somebody I don't know. Now, I may be skeptical because of the discernment in my spirit. I may be skeptical because of some things that I've seen them do. See, one thing I have never been guilty of is judging somebody based upon what somebody else told me. My grandmother taught me never judge a book by the cover. And she branded that in us as children. And she even gave an illustration to me one day when I said, well, what does that really mean? And she told me to go get these two books. We had a big, thick Webster dictionary. It was a blue book. It had a blue. Back then, they made them with the cloth cover. Underneath the the cardboard heart back. And then we had a set of beautiful red and black encyclopedias. Now one of the things that was very common on weekends. My grandmother would encourage me and my auntie like my sister Eileen to do. Was we had to look up new words. We had to engage in reading those encyclopedias because the men that came, you know how people come around the block back then. You might not remember, but for all the old schoolers, they used to come around the neighborhood and they would sit down and talk to you and introduce you to investing in a set of encyclopedias. Oh, that, that, listen, I hear somebody saying, oh, I'm not, I hate. Okay, yeah, I may be indicating my age, but you know what? I'm grateful. I am grateful to still be here among the living. And I've been grateful to breathe all my life. And I tell people, and I hope I live to see 133. (laughs) But listen to me, listen to me. You must get this and understand. The purpose of a dream See, dreams have purpose. When we dream in a sleep state, as well as we dream in a vision state, or I hope somebody grabbed this, there are diverse types of dreams. You have a subconscious dream, and then there's a conscious dream, where you sit and you plan and you 
and you and you put things in the proper perspective because you have a vision to achieve something that you either need, want, or desire. Should I say need, want, and or desire? Therefore, I believe that every human being is inbreded with a dream. Now, Joseph being this dreamer, when he had this dream about his siblings, he shared the dream to them in a parable. He didn't actually say that they would literally have to bow down to him. But he said that he spoke in a parable. Oh, I'm a footnote where you can go read the entire story. But this is the thing. They interpret it like sometimes our peoples and relatives and siblings will do. They interpret it immediately to say, oh, you must think you better than us. Oh, because see, you know, see, they already had some salt. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It's always evidence when a person got a salted taste about somebody. Because listen to me. When a person has really never, ever, ever, ever did anything to come against them. And I'm going to put it that way. Because sometimes when people come against you, you know that that's grounds for saying, you know what, let me just maintain my distance. But there are some people, you know, just say, for example, that have siblings just like with me. They never, never, never done anything, you know, as far as physical harm. They've never taken or stolen anything from me. But see, you got some siblings that sometimes that has never occurred, but they still got a salted taste. You know how some people, they can just have it from a child. And then they have siblings that haven't even grew up yet, but they got a salted taste. And see, oftentimes, I got to say this, that's because certain things occur just like with Joseph. See, Joseph had two wives. That I know. I might need to read some more to discover it. But I definitely know he had two wives. And he had two sets of children from those two wives. I'm going to speak on what I know. My facts. But Joseph was from the mother. And he was the baby. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It's something about families where babies, they really catch it. The oldest child and the youngest child. And I always felt that that's where really the greatest bond should be because they really catch it. The oldest child always catch it because they are required to be the ones to know and show. The youngest child seemed to catch it because the other children think that they are idolized, which in most cases that's a fair analogy of comprehension. But it's not to the degree that that other siblings may think so. See, this and that's how it was with Joseph. What they did not realize and recognize is that Joseph had a calling on his life. And his daddy, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this, recognized the calling. 
And he already discerned that something was going to happen if he didn't intervene for his baby boy. So what he said to his older brothers who had been out there, they'd been hunting and, and they knew the wilds and they knew they way around. See, that's what I'm saying. You got to get this. You got some older siblings. Okay, so you know your way around. You find your way around. You know how to hunt and fish. But see, that wasn't the case with Joseph, but it was with his older brothers. But because they had this salty taste, you know, the daddy had said to them, he made his baby boy a coat of many colors. But he told them the purpose that he made this coat of many colors was that because when they get out there in the wild, David, they can keep up with him because he was the little youngest one. And the coats of color would protect him from being possibly ate up by the wild animals. You don't hear me now. See, sometimes parents have purpose, but his sons, they didn't want to receive that. So this is what they did. They plotted and they planned. They plotted and they planned to be able to take uh, uh, Joseph somewhere and, 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 and dismiss him, delete him. But then there were some siblings, and there's always some one or two that said, no, 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 let's not do that. That's not necessary. Let's not do that. So then they all collaborated and decided, okay, well, we'll just throw him in the pit. We'll throw him in a dark pit. And after they threw him in the pit, one of the siblings, you know, the spirit of conviction started coming upon them. Do y'all understand that whenever we do anything wrong and God convict our spirit, and let me be the first to tell you, when the spirit of conviction come upon you, they let you know you wrong and you wrong and you real wrong. You need to really, really, really strive to do everything you can to make that wrong right. Because the longer that you delay, that means you, you portray. You portray to be something that you're not. The longer you delay, the more you portray. And the more you portray and you hide behind that mask, let me tell you. You ever seen how when a person have a mask on their face and they wear it for so long and they take it off and it left a permanent discoloration? That's what will happen in your life. You would have a discoloration that if you do come back to your right self and your real self, it's going to take a while. Because when God instructs you by the spirit of conviction, you best put your pride to the side. I'm just saying, hello. Make it right. It's worth it. So back to the thing about David. I got to give you this. In order to keep the positive power that God gave you, I, I am a firm believer from anybody whose name begins from A to C or any number from 1 to 100. Everybody is given the grace of an inbreded faith and a positive power. I believe God gave that to everybody. 
Now, the thing is, some people keep theirs stirred up. Some people keep theirs awakened up. And some people let theirs lie dormant. That means you don't use it. And that's with anything you don't use. Sooner or later, it's going to rust. It's going to decay. It's going to rot quicker. You need to use your positive power that God gave you by faith. Now, I want to tell you right quick about this dream thing. Your dreams is a way to salute your life. Your dreams are awesome. And and, and, and this is the thing. I think about this month as Black History and Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. See, I don't know if his dream originated in his sleep, but like I said, he acted out to manifest in the vision of real life. And he said, though I have made it to the mountain, I don't know if I make it to the mountain, I'm still going to dream. And this is the thing, and I do believe by him being a pastor, he took a concept from this same story of Joseph. No matter what I'm going through, I will keep my dream alive. I will keep the dream awakened. And as we know and celebrate, and so it is. Now, when Joseph was true, there would always be three things. And this now, now I'm getting ready to give you the meat of the message. The three things, the three P's, the three P's, the three P-P-P's, P's. There will always be when we are dreamers. Listen to me. You must grab this. And you need to note this. That way when it occurs, because if you remember early on in the podcast, I said these things will always be a part of your purpose. They will always be positioned on your pathway when you pursue your dream. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Note these three things. And this way, when they happen, you will not be shaken. When they happen, you will not lose sight of your dreams. When they happen, you will not surrender. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. The three P's are, there will always be dream crushers. That's number one. Dream crushers. You know what dream crushers are? That every time you share something with somebody, instead of them stopping and congratulate and thank you, they counteract what you say about themselves. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Have you ever talked to people like that? I remember saying something to someone not long ago, you know, that I was celebrating something, a milestone in my life that was worthy of celebration. And I was waiting, you know, like that little cliffhanger for them to say, oh, great, congratulations. Instead, they counteracted what I said with making a comparison with something in their own lives. So, you know, I said, okay, them dream crushers. And some people do it inadvertently. 
What does that mean? That means they're, they're so conscious of always putting themselves in comparison until they don't even recognize and realize they dream crutches. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Number two, dream haters. Oh, I, I, I'm sure many of us, we can identify without even me elaborating a dream hater. A dream hater will always be looking at what you're doing. They'll be watching you and praying against you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. That's a dream hater. They don't want anything good to happen in your life. And it could, listen, and this is what a real hater all could be what they can be in the big house with the new car and the fine clothes and the men and the children and the whole nine as they can say the white house with the picket fence but at the same time they consuming so much energy looking and peeping and 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 seeing what's going on with you so they can figure out how to sabotage them the dream haters if they, if, if, even if everything going right and they like, they don't want nothing to go right in yours. That's that make it make sense. Listen to me. Number three, the dream hinderers. That's those people that call you when you trying to t- pursue your vision. And they try to always find an excuse and a reason to hinder what you're working on. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You can tell them, look, I'm working on a book and I will not be available from Monday to Wednesday from 8 to to 9. Just one hour. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed Just one hour. And you know what people excuse to be? Oh, I forgot. No, you didn't. Because let me tell y'all something. When you repeat the same thing over and over to people and say, listen, these are the days that I work. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They don't forget that because you constantly remind them. And let me tell you why I know people don't forget. When they pick up their phone sometime, they realize and recognize, okay, should I call? But what happens is this. Let me tell you about dream hindrance. And they don't pursue their own dreams. They don't stay committed to their own dreams. They don't stay focused in their own dreams. So because they are so easily distracted. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. That's what they inadvertently start thinking about how to infiltrate in your day. To distract you with them. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Because they can't stay distracted. They want to hinder you. And they'll get that butt self-attitude. You know what? It's like, I know I shouldn't do this, but I don't care. You know, that's that butt self-attitude. Because it becomes a butt about they self. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Let me tell you something. When, When Joseph went... Through the stages of the three dream crushers. He went through all three of them, y'all. He went through all three stages. Listen to me. He went through all three stages. All three stages.
all three stages. He went through all three stages. And what ended up happening, because I'm bringing this podcast to put a pen in it. He went through all three stages. Let me tell you what the three stages were. And, and, and see that right then. I'm sorry. If you hear a skip or a delay, let me apologize. What ended up happening, I was just receiving an incoming call. And I know that incoming call was actually a hindrance. And I tell you why I say that. Because sometimes when people are busy doing what they need to do, when they need to do what they need to do. Listen, when you're solicited. Let me, I got to put this out here. When somebody reaches out and solicits you and say, well, look, I want you to become a part of, I want you to be. That's just like me. I had to come up and select some board members. Now, I went and solicited some board members. I followed up. I sent them some information. But this is the thing. I'm not going to schedule a board meeting until my schedule, until my schedule is conducive before I start drafting people in to alter their schedule to be a part of the meeting, which is only once every quarter. But when people bring you in their world to be a part of things that they're doing and then they pursue What is most important on their agenda is all well and good. But then you don't backtrack. See, that's what I was saying about dream hindrance. And people don't do it sometimes with intent. Some people do, some people don't. But you got to be careful. Because when you get to pursuing your dream, sometimes that's when people come wanting what they want, when they want, and why they want it, and how they want it. But sometimes, like yesterday, I sit here all day long. Sometimes I, you know, finish my little stuff and I sit here and twiddle my thumb. Nobody called me. But when I got it specifically written, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this, on my website, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But see, when people want to get you to hinder, your dreams hinder, they want you to conform to their schedule. But it don't work like that with Alfreda. Hello? must remain in my purpose queue. You understand what that means? That means when God gave me a purpose, he put me in the queue. And you know how it is when you call people, they say, if you want to stay on the line and you next in the queue, I can't be jumping out of queue because of you. You can't jump out of queue because of what other people want you to do. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You cannot be jumping out of queue because somebody, life is boring and they don't know what to do. Let me give you these three, uh, these three hinderings that became a passion for, for, uh, Joseph. Because I, I had to, I, I had to stop that call. But see, God had to show me another strategic way. Because if not, that would be occurring. And, and and even though I have on my phone, do not disturb. Sometimes people can still get through in the recording. So, but the passion and the purpose. Now, the three things about this: the passion and the purpose of your dreams. In those dreams, there's going to be three P's. 
that will always be a part of the purpose. One is the pit. Two is Potiphar's wife. A person like Potiphar's wife. And three, the prison. The fourth is the palace. Now listen to me. Joseph had to go through the pit, Potiphar's wife, prison, before he got to the palace. Now let me tell you right quick about the pit. The pit is the place of uncertainty. The pit is the place of uncertainty. When you're pursuing your dream, you're going to find yourself in certain times and seasons where there is going to be some uncertainty. When Joseph was thrown in the pit by his siblings, he didn't know what was going to happen to him. But see, this is the thing about a dream. All dreams, good dreams, dreams of purpose, You got to get this. Dreams of purpose. Dreams of purpose. Dreams of divine purpose are orchestrated and originated by God. Therefore, no matter what people do to come up against you, God is in control. And if they get too messy coming up against you, oh, God, help me today. And God help them. Because great will be they fall. It'll be worse than it was with Jezebel. That's why people got to be careful when you strive to be a dream crusher of a divine purpose in the dream. It's challenging enough trying to figure it out, your purpose. But when people purposely come up against what God has divinely sent you here to do, they are constantly living in a danger zone. And you will never know what can just easily, I'm talking about easily. Let me tell y'all something right quick. I heard somebody say something that, that somebody, they saw something on Facebook. Listen, things are happening suddenly. Somebody just suddenly, in their travels, they just collapsed and passed away. Suddenly. Suddenly, Martin Luther King, who had this great and mighty dream, he made the dream come through for what it was intended to do. But the person who got in the way They haven't seen another good day. I'm just saying. They didn't see another good day. That's the dangerous thing you can do is get in the way of a divine dream for a person who's been placed on this earth for a divine purpose sent by God. The best thing I tell people to do, if you don't like them, leave them alone. Hello? Just leave them alone. Now, when you're number one in the pit, 
That's that place of uncertainty. You don't know what to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to think sometimes. You have to connect yourself. When you when you in the pit, sometimes the best thing to do is be still. When you're in the pit, the best thing to do is be still. Because when your dream is purpose, just like with Joseph, God is going to send somebody on your pathway that's going to pull you out the pit. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Somebody was sent along the pathway to pull Joseph out of the pit. Now, even when that person got him out of the pit, listen, he had to still move and shake along the way. So he took him to the marketplace. And that's where Potiphar saw him. Now, Potiphar was this wealthy man. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You know, when you meet them people of value on your pathway, when you meet them people of value on your pathway, you don't need to spit out no resume. Let me tell you something about people of value. They have a keen discernment and sensibility. They know people of value. And when he saw Joseph, he knew, oh, I need to get him to come and work for me. Joseph didn't give him no resume. Joseph didn't give him no sermon. Joseph didn't give him no message. He just knew because he can see. Let me tell y'all something. I got a book that's that's out on, on, on Amazon. A practical piece to pursue prosperity. You'll be amazed at the simplicity of things that can bring you prosperity. Check it out. Check it out. And people always thinking it's got to be these millions of dollars. No, it don't. But see, because of the statue of Joseph, Potiphar recognized and realized that's a man of value and valor without even having him to say anything. See, when you when that's the way you are, you recognize it. See, spirits recognize spirits. Listen to me. Spirits recognize spirits. That's why when people be thinking, oh, that, 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 that. boo, listen. When you an evil hater, trust me, it going to come out. It going to breathe that. It's going to show. It going to come through your pores. You can't hide it. And what the scripture says, what it is, Galatians chapter 5. It said the work of the flesh is evidence. That's why I say don't nobody need to be trying. You talking about me? Who talking about you? Well, guess what? You got yourself on display like a billboard. Everybody know that you don't know how to handle constructive criticism. Everybody know that you don't know how to handle when a man ain't in place. Everybody know that you don't know how to handle when you ain't got no money. Everybody know that you don't know how to handle with disorderly children. Everybody know what you mean talking about you. Everybody know what they know when they know what you don't know because you display it as you go. You display it as you go along through your life, along life narrow way. So why are you mad with folks? You need to be mad at the person in the mirror. I'm just saying. If you want an attitude with somebody, look at yourself. And I always say, if you don't like what you see, do something about it. And we all know Michael Jackson's song, Make a Change. But if you're not trying to change what you see, you shouldn't worry about what people say. Hello? 
everybody know you don't know how to swallow nothing in grace and dignity. You always got to slap back, crap, uh, what they call it, snap back, clap back. And some people ready to claw back. You ready to fight. Like, really? And how old are you? You still in the playground? I'm just saying hello. But people want to be the first one to say that I'm grown. Well, act grown. Do what the grown folks do. And grown people don't play in the playground. They watch while the little children play in the playground. I'm just saying. Sometimes when you in the pit, you might need to be still. Until God send that person to pull you out. And yes, number two, Potiphar's wife. Now Potiphar's wife. When he got, when, 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 when her husband had to leave because he was a wealthy man, he had to travel. When he had to leave and go out of town, he left Joseph in charge. But all along, Joseph trying to mind his business and do his job. Oh, I know some of you men can identify with this. You go to work, you put on your cologne because you like to smell good. You dress neat, you shave, you do whatever you got to do to stay grown. But you just still going to work and minding your business. This is how Joseph was. So you got to be careful. See, that's them dream. That's them dream crushers. Because, see, if they can get in there and crush what you got going on, they know some of them will see the wedding band. Some of them will ask you. Some of them you will tell, oh, I got a lady. Oh, I got a wife. They don't care. If they can crush your dream for a happy marriage, oh, I hope somebody grab this. That's what they'll do. That's why I I, I, I told somebody a long time ago when I was 18, 19, after 18, I don't do people husbands. I don't do married men. I'm not a dream crusher. I'm not trying to crush up somebody's home. I, I don't. You know, I ain't trying to throw no shade, but I can talk about what I don't do without throwing shade. I'm just speaking my truth. So when you got some people, now once he got out the pit, then Potiphar's wife approached him when her husband left. See, she knew not to do it when her husband was there. But when her husband left, this is what she did. She want to creep and creep in the room where Joseph was. And she wanted him to shake sheets. That's what I called it. Shake sheets with her. She, she wanted him to lay and play. So anyway, he wasn't down with that. So he got up and he ran out. He fleed. Because, see, in that time, you know, that was grounds for a man to be murdered. And sometimes, to the day, you try getting caught with somebody's wife in their house who paying you to be employed under them. Therefore, he fled. When Potiphar came home, of course, the wife lied. And then she reversed the psychology and said, oh, well, this is what Joseph tried to do to me. Therefore, 
Potiphar had Joseph apprehended and put in prison. Now we're at the third P. When you're pursuing your dream, you're going to run into people just like number one. You're going to be in a place sometime of uncertainty and you just have to be still until God gives you direction and vision. Number two, you're going to have people that, that's going to be like Potiphar's wife. They're going to lie on you. They're going to lie on you. They're going to lie on you. They're going to try to set you up. They're going to want to hope you get out of character. All these things came into play with Joseph, a, a character. When he was approached by Potiphar's wife. See, she wanted him to get out of character. And when she couldn't get him out of character, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Then she wanted to lie on him. You know, that's what they do. When people can't pull you out of character, then they will lie on you to assassinate your character. Listen, when I had to relocate, I know it made some dream crushers pissed off because I wasn't close enough to their proximity for them to pull me out of character. God kept showing me. He said, the setup, the setup, the setup. It's a setup. Don't fall for it. It's a setup. Don't fall for it. Just like with Joseph. It was a setup by Potiphar's wife. She tried to set him up. But when he didn't fall for it and he fleed, ain't nothing, ain't nothing pumped that back fleeing. You got to know when to go. And Joseph was no coward. But the thing is, he was wise. And he knew the best thing for him to do was leave. Sometimes the best thing that you can do is depart and get out from around your dream crushers. And especially your dream haters. Because your dream haters, they, they they don't want you to buy a mirror. And they can have 20 of them. It's just the idea. That's, that's that evil. Them the, them the worst kind. And that's how Potiphar's wife was. She was just downright evil. Why do I say that? Because she was already plotting and imagining in her mind. How could she get with somebody she ain't had no business bothering? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. She had no business bothering him. And she didn't want to to deal with him for nothing good. It it wasn't a good thing that she even wanted to have a connection with him. Now, number three. When you get to the prison, that's what happened. Potiphar's wife, Potiphar's wife, once she accused him, And he went to prison. Sometime as we pursue our dreams. Sometimes. Well no all of them. Remember God said. These three purposes will always be a part of your dream. These three purposes will always be a part of your dream. Number three. Prison. Prison is not necessarily. Exclusively. Indicatively. To a cell behind the bars. Prison can be anything and any place and even a person that has you captive. 
has you captive in a place where you don't deserve to be thrown. Now remember, because see, people shouldn't have no crumbs about prison when you understand the logic of the laws of the land. If you steal, you get caught, you get in prison. We talking about people when you get caught up in somebody's life or somebody caught up in yours or you get placed in a place in the physical building and you're innocent. You are innocent. Remember, Joseph was innocent. He wasn't guilty of doing what he what, what Potiphar's wife said he did. So there will become people on your pathway that when they lie on you, it may play Place you in a place that you don't deserve to be thrown in. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. It's going to place you in a place that you don't deserve to be thrown in. People going to say things about you that they don't even deserve for you to they, them to say because they saying it based upon a lie. And it's a lie. And it's a lie. And it is a big, fat lie. But you'll find yourself in this captivity of thoughts if you're human. See, people can say what they want. Well, I, that don't bother me. Uh, well, I, I told somebody this recently. I told several people this. That, well, it do to me. I'm not finna sit here and say it. Because, see, I have a human side. And in my humanness, my emotions come into play. And they say, you know what? Why did they do that? Why did they lie on me? I'm sure Joseph went through the same thing. We can never lose sight of reality. And the reality is we walk in a humanness. That doesn't mean that when people say things about me that's incorrect, that I can't recover and I don't recover. But I'm not finna sit here and say that what I hear don't bother me. See, see, people can tell that lie if they choose to. But you can always tell when something bothers somebody because the attitude will adjust from how it might have been for the last 20 years. But when they hear something they don't like, let me tell you something, baby. If it don't bother you, stay like it was the last 20 years. If you need to make adjustments because of something you heard, then that means something bothered you. It may not have sat in your lap and stayed there. But it came in your lap, and you had to pat on it for a little while. You had to massage it and rub it, and then figure out how to process through it. But it behooves me sometimes when people say, well, that don't bother me. Oh, and then you get to hear some testimony. Well, if stuff don't bother you, what somebody say? Oh, God, help me today. I ain't going to say that. I'm going to just say, you know, I just got to be true to me. And just because I say something bother me, don't mean it just hovers over me. Don't mean that it gets in my life and stay stuck. But I just feel with me, I just have to be true. Certain things that are said, yes, it do bothers me. Certain things that are done, it do bothers me. And one of the things that really bother me is when a person tell a lie. When you they act like a Potiphar's wife. When they lie on you and accuse you of something that is not factual, actual, and true. And then when you get thrown in this prison by people. Because they sit back and they gawk. And they and they and, and they and, and they gone over stuff like they really believe it, just like the people did with Joseph. Excuse me, but this is the thing about Joseph being in the prison. The manifestation of his dream broke forth even greater. 
Because then he was in a place. And every place he went, that's what y'all got to get. You got to grab this. When you're pursuing your dream, no matter how many crushes, no matter how many haters, no matter how many hinderers, when you are in purpose for God, get this now. Every place that anybody tried to do to come against Joseph, the favor of God already proceeded. What does that mean? It went before him. Before he was thrown in the pit, God had already had the favor for somebody to come by and see him there. When he was lied on by Potiphar's wife, God already had somebody to already know to give him that job that was going to place him in the prison. When he got in the prison, the, the people in charge of the prison, he got favor there. And then they put him in charge everywhere he went. See, that's why I be trying to tell people, you just hurt yourself and spinning your wheels around like a silly, 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 foolish person like the Bible said people are. He said, they foolish. Read the book of Proverbs. You sucking up all this energy and out in your life just to be foolish, trying to work, rake somebody's dream. You ain't God. You can't do that. Hello. And the more people do it and work on doing it, they finding themselves in such tremendous holes that happen suddenly. I'm telling you, I would be scared because I am. I don't want to do nothing to hinder, harm, hurt, nothing. God has placed somebody on this earth to do. I tell people now, if that I'm scared to do. Because I know that as soon as if I had that type of old tainted and toxic spirit, listen to me. I just really believe because to whom much is given, much is required. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all this information based upon wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And then, I, I, and then I'm going to be a hypocrite that I can't walk in. Let me tell you, I know for myself that's a danger zone. And I, I'm in fear of God to not be that type of individual. And I tell you why. Because I believe what will happen if I was suddenly. I may choke on some water. I'm just saying. Because people have literally done that. And left here. Oh, I know somebody was sharing something with me yesterday. And they said they don't know what happened to the person. They said the person just failed. But they said that they had a heart attack. And they said it went from a heart attack to they started uh, uh, having like, they start shaking like convulsion and seizure. They went from there to a coma. And they went from a coma to a decision got to be made whether or not to do long-term or short-term care in hospice. And listen to me, y'all, all this happened suddenly in one day. One day, this this person was up and they 34 years old. You don't hear me now at 34. That used to be unheard of back in the days. What am I saying, people? People can sneak around and throw rocks and hide their hands. But God always sit high. He watching every rock you throw. He see all the hands you want to hide behind your back. As the little children used to do balled up. When the mama said, what you got? 
and they ball it up in their head and tuck it behind their back. Like, I'm going to hide it so you can't see it. But God sees everything. He sees every stinking thing. He sees every thinking thought. He sees every thinking stinking deed. He sees every dirty lowdown trick. He sees. He know every ugly thought you think, every plot you plan, everything you do to hurt and harm any man or woman. God is watching and he sees and he knows and he sees and he knows. Now the thing is, do you see and know? What kind of damage you bring into your own life by doing those things? Listen, be mindful. I might be running out of, out of. Uh, oh, I'm, I got to get near the end of this podcast. Listen, be mindful. I just want to go back and mention real quick because you got to get this. When David went from the pit to the palace, I mean from the pit to Potiphar's to the prison, then his dream came forth. Read the story. I'm going to drop it in my description box where you can locate it in the scriptures. Where he did not deserve to be thrown in the prison. But his gift from being in the prison was he still kept dreaming. See, that's the part you got to get. You got to keep dreaming no matter what you're going through. You got to keep dreaming no matter what it looked like. You got to keep dreaming no matter what they try to do to you. You got to keep dreaming. And just so long as Joseph kept dreaming, then his dream made room for him to move from the prison to the palace. And when he got to the palace, then in that palace, the manifestation of every dream came true for everybody that was against him. You continue to do just that. You continue to allow your dreaming to manifest and take you to the palace that you may prosper. And may you continue to be in good health even as your soul prosper. May the blessings always from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. Listen, I like this about this dream thing. I may run into another part, do some addition, because I want you all to get how important it is to pursue your dream. Even though you're going to have people on your pathway to to, to try to put you in the pit, put you in, in, in a position to lie on you, put you in... In, in, in a prison state of mentality, put you in a place that's so uncomfortable. But listen, just like with Joseph, every situation and circumstance, don't let it stop you from pursuing the passion of purpose for your dream. I love you always. I humbly appreciate you. And I thank it. And I I, I thank God for you. May God continuous blessings flow down upon your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health. I know I said it one time. I got to say it again. Even as your soul prosper. Thank you for tuning in to WDGS 
with your girl Fabulous Frida on your podcast station as well as your YouTube because I'm launching my podcast now on my YouTube channel. Hurry on over to my YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. WDGS on your YouTube channel. God bless. Bye for now.